G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Sometimes what we need from God is some practical guidance. There's a fork in the road. Do I go right or do I go left? Of course, the first place to look is in God's Word. That's the absolute authority, absolutely. But you know, God is a creative communicator. Sometimes he speaks to us in ways that we don't expect. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and it's great to be with you again. Today we're going to be taking a look at God's practical guidance in your life from a different perspective. And do stick with me because very soon I'll be telling you about my latest life application booklet, Promises You Can Depend On. I'd love to send you a free copy to help you lay hold of the powerful promises that God has for your life. Hey, walking in the Spirit, that's what we've been chatting about over the last couple of weeks. And it's an interesting concept, that walking in the Spirit. Where does it come from? Well, God's Word, of course. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Rome, chapter 8 of his letter, this is what he had to say, Romans chapter 8, verse 5, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. The original Greek word, incidentally, says that for those who are after or who chase after things of the Spirit, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So sometimes this is translated as walking in the Spirit, or in this case, living according to the Spirit. It's about how we live our lives step by step. Do we walk day by day? Do we live our lives according to our selfish, personal desires? That's what Paul's talking about when he talks about the flesh. Or do we walk each day by having our hearts set on what the Holy Spirit desires, what what God's will is for our lives? That's the question here. So how can we know what the Holy Spirit wants to do? How, How can we seek him out and discover God's good and perfect will for our lives? That's what we're going to look at today on the program. But if you'll pardon me for saying so, from something of a different perspective. Now, just before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave his disciples a very specific instruction, the last thing he said to them before he left them, Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 6. So when they'd come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you'll restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied, look, it's not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. So there they were over the coming days waiting in Jerusalem, just as Jesus had told them to do, to tarry in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came upon them in power. So it occurred to them that they were down to 11 disciples, and as a result of the ignominious exit of Judas Iscariot, who of course betrayed Jesus. And they had had to do something about that. So here is what they did as they were waiting to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. It's, It's a fantastic story, Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 15. 
In those days, Peter the Apostle stood up among the believers together with a crowd numbered about 120 persons and said, Friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled which the Holy Spirit through David foretold concerning Judas, who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share of the ministry. Now, this man acquired a field, that's Judas, with the reward of his wickedness, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, all his bowels gushed out. This became known to all the residents of Jerusalem, so that the field was called in their language, Hakeldama, that is, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his homestead become desolate, and let there be no one to live in it, and let another take his position of overseer. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justus, and Matthias. Then they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in the ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was added to the eleven disciples. Can I tell you something? This is a passage of scripture that I have struggled with for a long time, because me, I've always been taught that, that if I want to know God's will, well, the place to discover that is in God's word, the Bible. And that's true. You'll see that they actually went back to the Psalms and saw that they had to appoint someone else. But the Bible didn't tell them the specific thing of who they had to appoint. And many's the time when I've been facing a particular challenge or dilemma, and surprise, surprise, in the very next chapter of whatever book in the Bible I happen to be reading at that time, in the very next bit, something leaps out at me and the Holy Spirit speaks to me and I just know what God wants me to do. I'm sure if you believe in Jesus and you are someone who listens to him in his word, that's something that's happened to you on more than one occasion because God, in fact, speaks to us first and foremost through his word. But that's not always the way he does things. And right here, smack bang in the middle of God's word, the 11 apostles, the guys who'd spent three and a half years at the Jesus School of Discipleship, the best theological seminary anyone will ever go to, These guys choose to understand God's will, to discern God's will by casting lots. How did they quite do that? Well, we don't know. Maybe someone flipped a coin, heads Joseph wins, tails Matthias wins, and hey presto, it came up tails, so Matthias became apostle number 12. Now friend, doesn't that strike you as just a bit odd? I mean, why didn't they go to the scriptures? What we now call the Old Testament, of course the New Testament hadn't been written back then, They flipped a coin to make one of the most important decisions in the history of the church. A coin. Give me a break. Why didn't they take a vote among the 120 or so of the Jesus followers who were in the room that time? Why didn't they have the remaining 11 apostles vote? That's probably what most churches would do these days. No, no. They cast lots. Well, doesn't that just take the cake? What God's trying to say to us through this, because all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Well, here's what this scripture's done for me. It's opened my mind to the creativity of the Holy Spirit in speaking to me. 
I remember being convicted of sin one day when I was watching a family movie. God spoke so powerfully to me through what one character was doing. It's like he held a mirror up to my face and said, look, that's you. And over the years, I've discovered that the Spirit nudges us and guides us and encourages us and convicts us in so many different ways. I'm doing what I'm doing now, sharing the love of Christ with so many people across the globe, because one man came to me at a conference and spoke some words to me, and without any shadow of a doubt, I know that I know that I know that I know that God was speaking to me through this humble, gentle man. Is the Bible my absolute authority for the truth? (laughs) Absolutely. Do I need to discern experiences and things people say to me and impressions I have from this or that? For sure. Test all things, the Bible says. But friend, as we journey along our path, walking in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is with us every moment of every day. He is with us. And if we'll open our hearts and our minds and our eyes and our ears to Him, He will speak to us. Sometimes in life, I I thought I heard something from Him and perhaps I got it wrong. But Jesus was right. Little by little, his sheep come to know his voice. Am I suggesting we discern God's will by flipping a coin? Probably not. But hey, it's in the Bible. So the last thing I'm going to do is tell God what I think is appropriate and what's not. You see, God is a creative, edgy communicator. Spirit in our lives is so powerful. He is the one who empowers us to become all that God created us to be, to walk in the promises that God's made into our lives. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet. It's called Promises You Can Depend On, because God's Word is alive and active. Amen? So I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will help you lay hold of the powerful promises of God through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.